Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can listen 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you want wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Weather is supposed to be nice this weekend. Here's a suggestion for you. Go to denverexoticrentalcars.com and check out the fleet of cars you can rent. And I'm not talking about something you get from Avis. I'm talking about a Lamborghini Huracan. How about a BMW i8 hybrid supercar, a McLaren, a Maserati Gran Turismo, a Dodge SRT Viper? Yeah, they got the car that you've been dreaming of for years, and now you can rent one of these babies from Denver Exotic Rental Cars, whether you want to do it for yourself, you want to give it as a birthday gift, anniversary, or maybe just a date night. You need to check out DenverExoticRentalCars.com. Check out their website or give them a call, 720-722-1234, 720-722-1234. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a friend, Mike Singer, covers the Nuggets for the Denver Post. How are you, Mike? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Okay, so at the trade deadline, when the Nuggets picked up Aaron Gordon, all of us knew the Nuggets would be a better team, specifically defensively. Could you have imagined them being this good? No, I couldn't. And I think that it's worked out better than anybody envisioned. Um, kind of when you, when you surveyed the landscape of the league is who was available you know, I knew that they were interested in Harrison Barnes. Uh, obviously, they were, they were connected to Aaron Gordon for a few weeks. But uh, I think they would have been even more aggressive from the jump if they knew how good of a fit this was going to be. Um, Gordon fits in seamlessly from, from a cultural perspective. He fits in because he accepts his role. He's not trying to do too much on offense. And he is more than happy being their primary uh, defensive ace on the wing. So 6 and 0 now since the AG trade. Uh, I think all sides are thrilled with uh, how it's gone so far. Why uh, you mentioned uh, you know fitting in culturally uh, and kind of accepting his role. Why do you think he has been so receptive to a role that is certainly different in terms of uh, his off- offensive role especially than it was down in Orlando? Uh, frankly, I think he was tired of losing. I think he was tired of being in a losing environment. Um, He only went to one postseason with the Magic in seven years. They actually went twice. He was injured uh, when they were in the bubble um, during the playoffs last postseason. And frankly, I just think he was tired of not necessarily having a huge ceiling for how far the Magic could get to. Uh, In his his introductory press conference, he talked about playing, quote, meaningful games, Um, you know, coming to the Nuggets with 27, 28 games to go. There will be nothing but meaningful games for the rest of this season that Aaron Gordon's going to play. I think he's motivated, uh, and I think both parties feel like they can get the best version of Aaron Gordon, and he feels like he can play the best version of basketball that he's capable of just because of the pieces and the talent 
uh, that the Nuggets have assembled alongside of him. We're talking to Mike Singer, covers the Nuggets for the Denver Post. I don't want to look too far ahead, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. Gordon has one year left on his contract. Murray is locked up. Jokic is locked up. Nuggets are going to have to pay MPJ, and it looks like he's going to get a heavy contract with the way he has improved. Any way to keep this quartet together beyond next season? Yeah, I mean, I do think that there is a chance. I think it's ultimately going to come down to would Aaron be amenable um, to taking a smaller contract than those three guys? Uh, I don't know necessarily what he would command. My guess would be somewhere in the $20, 22000000 million per year range. That is complete yeah. speculation mm-hmm. and, and probably unfair on my part. Um, but that's probably where we're at right now. And, you know, if you're asking about the luxury tax, um, ESPN reported that the Nuggets would be uh, willing to go into the luxury tax if that's indeed what it took to, to field the contender, which is obviously what the Nuggets have. So they have about two years to really decide whether this is going to work, whether this foursome is going to do it. Uh, two postseason runs, and, you know, obviously all eyes are going to be on the Nuggets and how this fit works. But um, I think from, from kind of what I've gathered, Aaron, I think, would be open to staying in Denver if, uh, just assuming how these next 16, 17 months go, um, you know, from a playoff perspective. But, um, I mean, they have a real chance. They have a a very serious core uh, to compete amongst anybody in the West for at least the next two years, potentially further. Okay, so to be willing to go to the luxury tax, uh, they're coming off being in the conference finals, obviously, with last year's team. Let's say in the next two years the Nuggets – fall short of winning it all what level would they would they need to reach this year and next year to where ownership would say yeah this core staying together we're going to go to the over the luxury tax we feel like these guys can get us over the hump what's funny is that before the aaron gordon trade um i would have said that uh at minimum this team felt like it should at least get to the conference semifinals so the second round of the nba playoffs with Aaron Gordon, I think that this team feels like it is a conference finals, uh, if not further team, or bust. Like, that is the level of, of talent that they've accumulated. So I, I think we're going to have two years where they are, like, they expect, or um, at minimum, something fluky would have to happen for them not to get to the conference finals. I think that that is the bar here. If they don't get to the conference finals in either one of the next two years, Maybe ownership says to himself, is this really worth it? Is it working? But beyond that, if they do get there, uh, you know, reach another conference finals, like, you know, the Cronkies are probably going to have to pay up. This is an expensive team, um, but that's what it costs. It's not that often that you have a franchise generational talent in Nikola Jokic that they need to maximize. And frankly, if we're talking about the trade, that has a lot to do with the reason why they gave up R.J. Hampton, Gary Harris, and a future first-round pick is making the most of, you know, the best player in basketball is in Denver right now, and the Nuggets realize it. Okay, let's look ahead a little bit. The Jazz, they're playing great basketball right now. I'm not ready to put the Suns in the Nuggets category. The Lakers are all banged up, and I believe Paul George is banged up. Let's assume the Clippers are at full strength. The Lakers are at full strength, and you have the Jazz doing what they're doing. Who wins the seven-game series, Nuggets versus those other three? If I'm the Nuggets, the only team that I am truly scared of, at healthy, at full capacity, is the Los Angeles Lakers. 
And that is a giant caveat. Like, I don't know that Anthony Davis or LeBron James are going to get back to peak health this year. This schedule, frankly, does not allow it. Um, If the Nuggets were up against them, I would be scared just because, obviously, the Nuggets are a little bit weak front court defensively. Um, they They could be vulnerable there. Uh, going up against the Jazz, they have a history with the Utah Jazz. I don't think that they are particularly scared of them. I think that they have a healthy, requisite respect and fear of them, but I don't think that they're scared of them. You mentioned the Suns. I definitely don't think they're scared of the Suns. Like, the Suns have yet to prove it in the postseason. So I would say the Nuggets would be favored in almost all of those series, um, again, depending on how high they finish. If, if they can get to that 2-3 seed, like, there is a world – where they have a relatively uh, resistant free pass to the conference finals or the finals um, that, that might go through a Clippers team, that might go through a Phoenix team. So, um, again, that's, this is why people are pinching themselves right now, because they see a path to potentially get to the first finals ever in Nuggets history. You mentioned the Suns there. We talked a little bit about them earlier uh, in the show, of course. They started 8-8, eight and eight, and they're now sitting at 36-14. and 14. So, you know, the quick math is that uh, they're 28-6 they're and six in their last 34. They beat the Jazz last night, got the Clippers tonight. Do you think they're for real? Uh, yeah, uh, I do think they're for real in a regular season capacity. Um, you know, I don't know what for real means. Do I think that they're a Western Conference finalist contender? Uh, No, I don't. I think that they need to go through the growing pains that the Nuggets already went through the last two seasons. So uh, are they scary? Are they a viable uh, playoff threat? Yes. Um, But do I think that they have the playoff credentials of the Nuggets? Uh, No. So, I mean, this is, you know, there's a difference difference between the regular season and and the postseason, and the Nuggets have proven that they have some playoff chops, whereas the Suns have yet to prove that, um, obviously building around Chris Paul. Jokic, favorite to win the MVP now? Jokic is the favorite to win the MVP, which is just an incredible statement to say. Um, And I've been asked so many times uh, from other voters, uh, sell me on Jokic. Who is this guy? How does he do it? Do they watch basketball? Right. Do they watch basketball? (laughs) I I just think that there is, like, I I think that there is a kind of a, people are going to have to wrap their minds around the fact that one of the least athletic players in the NBA is the best basketball player in the NBA this season. Like, what, I, what I've been telling people, he doesn't have the freakish athleticism or the freakish jumping ability. He can't shoot from 40 feet out. But what Nikola Jokic does better than anybody else in the NBA is he processes and he thinks the game faster and quicker than anybody else. He makes split-second decisions that, all, that almost always lead to a good shot. And when you play through him, you can feel confident that your offense is doing the most to maximize getting a bucket. Like, he is just so smart, and you see him on a nightly basis. You guys watch him, too. The dude is different, and that's why I think he's so special. You see it night in, night out. He raises the level of play on his team. He can get buckets if need be. He can drop 18 assists a game. He can get you 15 rebounds. Like, there's nothing he can't do. Uh, on the basketball court, save for win a dunk contest. You mentioned this uh, in a tweet when you were you retweeted Sean Keeler. I want to kind of ask you this. It's kind of in regard to Jokic. JaVale McGee said for Joke for Jokic to get respect, get the calls, it starts with a championship ring. But uh, can that happen with being the MVP without a ring? Um, 
Yeah, I, I think you can. I don't think the two are, um, you know, mutually exclusive. Like Russell Westbrook has won an MVP. James Harden's won an MVP. Right. Um, so, so I think it can happen. Um, and obviously, that's a regular season award. Uh, but, but as for the respect, like this is going to be a long time coming. Nicole Jokic is a three-time All Star. He's finished fourth in MVP voting once in his career. He has a very unorthodox game. Um, but, I mean, all you need to see about how, how much he gets fouled in the post is just take a look at his arms and the scratch marks that are always there. They're always, like, bleeding red because defenders don't know what to do with him. And not only do defenders not, not know what to do with him, I don't think refs know what to do with him. So, um, you know, Jokic has, has, has lost his cool a little bit the last few games. It seems like the officiating is getting under his skin a little bit. But in my opinion, if I had to give him advice, I would tell him to try to stay above that fray. Like, people are recognizing how gifted and how dangerous he is. Eventually, uh, the, the whistle is going to come around, in my opinion. Mike, really appreciate your time. You are the beat guy, so you're with them often. And enjoy the ride, my friend. It sounds like it is going to be a thrill. I, I can't wait. I appreciate you guys having me on. Happy to do it again in the future. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a good one, guys. You too. All right, coming up after the break, Rory McIlroy did something today that I don't think has ever been done in the history of golf. And I mean the history of golf. That's next. I am not known. 